Hello, we're back. Later than expected. But yeah, we are here. <laughs> we are here. Um, thank you for your patience as we get our shit together and, you know, Steph raises Rue. Yeah, nothing big or anything. No, nothing like raising a child. Um, season three is here. It's likely going to be sporadic, to be honest. Please don't expect an episode every week, but we're thinking of you and we're working at it. That's right. So follow us on Instagram at listen to bad and busy to keep up to date with what we're doing and, you know, to chat to us, reach out with anything you want for us to talk about or any guests or experts that you'd love to hear from. Bad and busy 2021. Our first guest of the year is Kat Webb, the founder of Melbourne's Good Times Pilates and Good Times Online. Kat's all about inclusivity, feeling good, moving for your mental well-being, not for weight loss mm-hmm. or for being a size eight. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the woman we need to kick us off for the year, even though it's March. <laughs> and I told you we'd be back in Feb and here we are. Feb came and went, so whatever. To, you know, to help us feel empowered and comfortable in our own skin without all the BS and, you know, all the pressure that we and society Put on ourselves. Um, she's also done a guide with Cool Guides on Palm Springs. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So just, you know, she's she's in our little community. She's in our realm. In yeah. Our realm. Um, so here's our chat with Kat. Enjoy. So I guess <laughs> our first question would be, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So I think most of our listeners are from Sydney, so they might not know who you are Mm -hmm. or anything about the studio. So give us a little bit of background and how you kind of went from like, if you were a paying Pilates um, customer and now you're a business owner, what's, what's the go? Okay. So my name is Kat Webb and I own Good Times Pilates in Fitzroy, Melbourne. We are a group reformer studio and also an online studio. Uh, So you can join us from anywhere in the world, which was born out of necessity. But anyway, we'll get back to that bit later, maybe. But um, so I got into Pilates when, as in, I took my first Pilates class when I was 27. I'm now 34. So it really wasn't that long ago. Before I took the class, I was like not into fitness at all. That was not a priority of mine. I was in the fashion industry. I, you know, had done that for like eight years or so. Um, And yet fitness and well-being were just like not something that I was interested in or was a priority of mine. Um, And I took this first class and I was like, oh, my God, this is not shit. I actually really enjoy this. So I'd kind of like finally found uh, something that I'd enjoyed that was good for me. (laughs) So from there, I became quite uh, obsessed, maybe is the word, uh, with, with doing Pilates. I just like fell in love with the way it made me feel, with... Um, you know, I was sleeping better. I was feeling stronger um, and better mental health as well. So I did Pilates almost every day for a year until I, yeah, well, like I did it very like religiously. Like, you know, I would, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning, most mornings and go and do a class or 
yeah, head to the studio after work and and catch public transport home and, yeah. Um, so then I was having a bit of a career shift at the time. I'd been working in retail for, like, two years before that and been kind of just, like, fell into fell into kind of high-end retail, which is not where I was previously. Um, and I was enjoying it, but it wasn't, like, fulfilling me. So during that time I was, like, researching what Pilates schools to go to and thinking that, oh, maybe this there's, like, a career in this. Maybe this will be something that I find it fulfilling in in my well-being. Maybe it will also fulfill me in my career. So the day that I left my retail job, I walked into the to breathe Educate breathe well-being it used to be called then which is where I did my certificate in Pilates and I did that the next week and then I was living with my parents at the time so I had to go home that night and tell them that I didn't have a job but I'd signed up to a Pilates course (laughs) (laughs) thought I was crazy this was at 28 like (laughs) you know I, I yeah I was really lucky that I had my parents supported me and well, not like supported financially, but supported me in, in my decisions. Mm. Um, and from there I taught, like I taught a lot. I taught at KX for like, I, that was where I started my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I taught at a lot of studios all around Melbourne. I think all up, it'd be like eight studios or something. Um, and I would teach like 35 hours a week, which is, like at the wow. very, very end of what you can do as a teacher. Like that's, it's very, it's, um, it takes a lot out of you and a lot of energy yeah. to teach. Yeah. So I did that for three years before I opened Good Times, but it took me about a year to kind of get the business plan down pat and like, I mean, it changes constantly, but like, you know, have the vision down pat and have, find a space that worked for us. So, yeah, I just worked heaps and still lived with my parents. And, yeah, I only moved out of their place like three months after the studio was was open. But, um, yeah, so they really helped me in getting, getting started and getting set up. And, and I guess like you having to work at all those different places gave you such an insight to what the vision was that you wanted for your own business and why this kind of came about, hey? Exactly. Like uh, at the time it was more like, oh, cool, I'm just learning a lot, you know, being a different teacher and putting on different hats for different studios because everybody has, you know, their different point of view or their different thing that they're trying to um, trying to say. So it allowed me to learn that, you know, you can be, you can be a great teacher and still teach to what the studio want you to do or teach to like the ethos of the studio. And yeah, I did learn a lot about things that I thought were great as, as a member of the like staff and as a client, you could kind of see what things worked well and what maybe um, could, could be worked on. So yeah, I learned a lot about how to run a studio from working in so many different studios. Mm. Sometimes going into a room full of fit women um, lounging over a former can be a little bit intimidating, especially if you go to a 5am class, we don't all look 
absolutely amazing. Um, but your whole ethos revolves around the joy of movement and the disassembling of the notion that Pilates is reserved for white, skinny, wealthy women. So can yeah. you tell us a bit more about that? So, yeah, I think, like, from, from my experience being in the industry, you know, which wasn't very long, but also I think... I came at it from a really great place where I had didn't have any like past about all of that. So I I kind of like I I didn't have all that learned crap about the fitness industry, you know. Um oh, yeah. so I came at it, I came into it later in life with kind of a bit more of a like I'm using inverted comments here, like woke kind of point of view, going, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Or like that that's shit. Like, why would you do that? in terms of the language that was being used around trying to motivate people to just like, you know, the way that I think about it is you move because you, it's good for your mental health and your well-being, but also it helps you to live longer. So that's kind of the main motivation that we try to cultivate. And all the other stuff is just nonsense, really. Like being a smaller size doesn't mean that you're healthy or you know doesn't mean that you you sleep better um so yeah I kind of wanted to move away from that as much as I could yeah it's interesting hey because Mm. you're so right like I think especially when you when people say like health and wellness it's like but do you like, yeah, like physically looking a certain way was always aligned to being healthy or like the epitome of well wellness. But now it's kind of like, well, it's actually not. It's yeah. more about how you nourish your body and taking care of your mental health yeah. and doing things that make you happy. And in yeah. a lot of ways, being super skinny is so unhealthy. And I think it's hard for us to get out of that because it's so ingrained in us. Yeah, like the toxic fitness industry and like it really has its claws in deep and it's been you know fat phobia has been force fed to us for so long that it's really difficult sometimes to like get your critical thinking cap on and just say like why are you saying this like what is the purpose how is this making me feel or how could this potentially make you know someone who has a different lived experience to mine feel um yeah, it kind of goes back into the, you know, our main ethos is also trying to be inclusive as in we we think about other people's points of view and we don't make any assumptions, but we we like to try to, you know, include people as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's also important because as Steph said, like when you go into a regular Pilates studio, it's always like, oh, fuck, like, it's like, there are beautiful gotta, people. <laughs> like, gotta get my fucking best active wear on and like do my hair. Whereas, yeah. like, no, right. I'm just here to like work out and like feel good. Yeah, I just here. I mean, and that's why that's why the studio is called Good Times. It's like there's no pretense. Like, we're just there to have fun. Um, and you come as you are on the day, and yeah, kind of like just let go of all that other noise and all the things that you've been fed for so long because that actually doesn't matter what matters is your experience and we just yeah try to elevate people's lives through movement yeah Mm. um when it comes to like body image and body positivity what tools do you use 
to help yourself and to help others? This is a hard one because it really like, um, it's still, it's such a journey. Like there's so many peaks and troughs in, in the journey, but I think what I, what we try to instill or like what we try to show and facilitate in the studio is, is like self-acceptance and kind of body neutrality rather than positivity. So you don't have to, you don't have to love your body um, and you don't have to even like your body, but, but respecting it is like the first step towards that. So showing yourself some respect, show yourself some respect, sorry, <laughs> you know, showing your body respect just by moving it and, and like allowing it to move in ways that in, it enjoys. Like Pilates is not this magical workout that, you know, solves a million issues for a million people. It's, just do movement that you enjoy and that you like is sustainable for you. Because if you're doing something that you're not going to enjoy, then you're not going to keep doing it because you hate it. So mm-hmm. why would you waste your time? Like, um, so number one, we try to yeah tell people that you can do any type of movement. Like I understand Pilates isn't for everybody and it's not my job to try and like convince you that it's better than anything else because everybody's an individual and they are allowed to have their own, their own, you know, individual choices of how they enjoy to move. Like that's fine. Um, And then what I personally do is it's really hard to kind of like reflect and, and, and think about where and how things have, things have made an impact on the way that I view myself personally. But I think a really big thing for me was to like curate my Instagram feed or curate the things that I'm, that I'm seeing Mm. um, so that I'm seeing things that make me feel good about myself and that make me, you know, make me um, allow me to be inquisitive and, you know, think critically um, and like encourage critical thinking, not as in think critically as in, in a bad way. Um, And, and just kind of, like shutting off all of the noise yeah that that has been probably the most helpful thing that I think I've done for my own mental health and body image as well I feel like they're one and two of the same like Mm. getting rid of that kind of mental self shit talking stuff uh it, it doesn't ever go away but you just learn to like you know you you hear it and you go cool that doesn't apply to me right now Mm. and like move on like there are so many other more beautiful things in life than spending time hating yourself yeah yeah that's too short and subconsciously you you know depending on who you follow on your instagram like you said you should do an audit because you're consuming subconsciously so much you know it might be skinny girls it it could be people that you aspire to or even people that you know post jeans and then you go and buy those jeans and you don't look the same kind of mm, you yeah. need to really hone in on on what you do want to be consuming on your socials totally like you like confirmation bias will will tell you that you only follow things that you like or you or you aspire to be like but if you can diversify your following as well like sorry the people that you follow as well like you know, potentially follow people that you don't agree with or like 
things that you're people that you don't know that do different things like hmm. but also following like don't follow people that make you personally feel like shit yeah. that's not helpful but trying to diversify the the expanse of like knowledge that you get so that you yeah. don't just you know the one type of person or the one type yeah. of fitness or like yeah. yeah it's like it's like yeah subconscious learning and like but then also like changing your awareness and educating yourself yeah in like a tangible way that's just it's just there yeah totally that's like what I mean by critical thinking is like just mm. just being aware of of what you're consuming and how it's affecting you because mm. it can um yeah switching gears kind of like more towards Pilates in a physical sense so like mm-hmm. I think most people think they're quite well versed in it if it's like Matt or reformer but for me and this goes back to like in your being in your head old head in your own head um like <laughs> I have a lot of head noise around like okay if I'm going to work out I have to do like hit or like go for a run because that's how I feel mm-hmm. like I've done a physical workout what yeah. like why is Pilates as beneficial in terms of physicality for moving and just like generally just feeling good and toning and whatever it is okay why should we kind of not compare it to other things so I wouldn't say that it is any better than anything else like it's just a form of movement like your body doesn't know that you're doing Pilates and then act a different way like Mm. when you think about like energy food in food out like uh, a, a stimulus like movement is a stimulus and your body will respond uh, however it responds to the load and to the timing and to like as in the time the length and the load right they're the things that you can kind of put in and then your body responds so it doesn't know that you're doing pilates and act differently it's just pilates is can be interesting because you do resistance and you can get your heart rate up at the same time so the guidelines the exercise guidelines which are like global guidelines for reducing all-cause mortality which means like if you want to live longer and not die by any other means other than like getting you know it actually could even help with hit Mm. by a cast all-cause mortality is like dying of any cause I think it's, I don't know, I have to pull it up, but it's like uh, 150 to 300 hours of cardiovascular activity, which means getting your heart rate up uh, to a certain level and two to three weight training sessions a week. Mm-hmm. So if you do that consistently, you will live longer and that is based in evidence. Um, and so uh, Pilates is cool because you can kind of get the resistance and get the cardio. But if you do want to live longer, you might need to do more resistance or more cardio. Um, you can get kind of more bang for your buck if you do a higher intensity cardio, like HIT, in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. Or if you do like heavier, low, heavier like weights um, once a week or twice a week rather than three times a week. So it's not like some magical thing. It's just do what you enjoy. And if you adhere to those guidelines, then science says that you will live longer. What do you think are some of the actual core benefits 
of doing Pilates. I have heard that everyone's catchphrase is it, it develops long, lean muscles. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, or it, you know, lengthens your muscles. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. this make us appear slimmer or is it the great core benefits that it offers? You know, what are some key benefits? Okay. So first of all, Pilates doesn't make your muscles any longer because your muscles are the only as long as your bones are. Like your muscles don't actually like stretch and become longer, right? It like won't your make bone any longer. <laughs> no. Like, and and this goes back to sorry this kind of goes back to exactly what you were saying being like I came into this with no preconceived notions which is good because it's like that when you say it out loud you're like actually like what the fuck is that it's not even a real thing it doesn't even make any fucking sense yeah (laughs) you know that's I, I I credit the breathe education where I did my cert um and I did my diploma there like they just use evidence-based um you know, they do, do everything in an evidence-based framework, but they also teach you like original repertoire, which is really cool. So they, it's kind of just like no bullshit. Like all of this lean, like tone, it's like they're just they're just hype words. They're just like marketing words. They don't actually mean anything. Um, <laughs> but, but going back to the benefits, like, look, it's a Pilates, you can do some strength work, you can do some stretching work, you can balance, you can do coordination, you can kind of do all of these different things in the one workout, which is why it's really cool. So how that benefits you is going to depend on you. Everybody's an individual. Like I can't tell you what the benefits are for you because your benefits might be different to the next person. Like Mm. it's different to everybody. And what I think what I would like people to get the benefit from is that they can like be autonomous in their movement choices and pick a movement that feels good for them. Not that they feel that they should be doing because they're going to get smaller muscles or leaner muscles or whatever. Mm. Like your muscles will get stronger, but just because they get stronger doesn't mean they're going to get bigger. Like to get big muscles takes a lot of work and a lot of it's more about your diet than it is about like yeah you got to lift heavy weights but you know think about um bodybuilders like it takes them so much work to get like that um so and some people's physiology is different like you know I have knock knees and I am this high and have this tall and have brown hair whereas you know Everybody else is a little bit different. So some people, their muscles might look more obvious than others because of the physiology, like the, where the fat deposits on their body. And like, uh, you know, some people have a stomach, some people have flat stomachs, some people have a big bum. Like it's, it's just everybody's different. And it's your body, if you strengthen your muscles, to a degree will look different if you restrict your eating or change your eating habits your body might look different um but i think the benefits are just uh longevity (laughs) yeah the health side Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we just need to like retrain all the shit that we've learned yeah i think so yeah it's really hard though because like marketing just shoves it down your face all the time and it's really hard to 
to yeah get that like to start questioning because once you start it's like it never ends mm. you know yeah no I agree but it's really refreshing what you're oh, doing yeah. and like the conversations that you're bringing up and um I was watching before your um Instagram that you did on like intuitive eating and that kind of thing and I think oh uh, yeah with Nadia that, yeah yeah that women especially need to sort of understand more because I think we're so I know I am like just it's just like I wake up and I think about okay what am I doing today to do to exercise to eat like what like I, my whole fucking like brain goes around and I'm like I'm yeah. sick of it so it's sort of like we need to yeah just reframe everything and, and take a fresh approach and give ourselves take the pressure off and have a fucking break yeah yeah it's like, like so much more cognitive room for like other more important things when, yeah, you allow yourself to to move because you enjoy it and to eat because you enjoy it. Yeah. Mm, Enough of sure. that was surface level shit. Yeah. Like the eating, the eating thing for me was, was really like I used to restrict my eating and, and um, yeah, it was like good and bad food and didn't really drink and blah, 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 blah. And then when I opened the studio, I I kind of didn't have time to like focus on anything else and and I started kind of drinking a little bit more as in just like allowing myself to have a wine or two is what I mean by drinking a little bit more like um you know I I kind of just allowed myself to to do what felt good and it was so refreshing and um yeah there's just like so much more space in your head yeah maybe not when you're a business owner but like if (laughs) Mm. yeah you don't need to be critical on yourself yeah it's really hard like that stuff has all been conditioned for so long it's really hard to unlearn yeah so let's talk self-care what do you Mm -hmm. do for yourself when you do have downtime and any favorite beauty rituals or bottles of wine you can recommend or (laughs) restaurants to visit? Yeah. Self-care for me is like definitely a work in progress. Um, I, I don't always prioritize uh, exercise, which when I do, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can, you know, I've got, I just, I feel more alive. (laughs) So self-care to me is trying to fit in a couple of exercise classes a week. So I try to go to the studio, but it's often really um, full. So I'll also go to the studio. (laughs) I can't can't even attend. (laughs) No, my mum's like, I can't go to your studio. It's too busy. Um, That's my mum's voice, clearly. I recognise we'll have one. Such a mum voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I also do like to go to other studios to try and build a bit more of a community. I think when you are a business owner and especially like in the fitness industry um, and coming from that kind of more franchise model, there's a lot of like weird competitiveness, which like I don't, I don't prescribe to any of that crap. Um, so like I like to go to other studios to see like I've got so many friends who own studios that I used to work with or know so I often will go to like one different studio a week and see them and go and 
chat to teachers and meet people and like try and make the community just somewhere that like you can go anywhere um and that's cool like you're welcome anywhere or or I I make myself welcome anyway (laughs) (laughs) exercise is part of my self-care but then you know what the biggest self-care thing for me is about how I talk to myself like my internal monologue um I don't tend to have any like any really important face rituals or like like I'd I'd go to a place in Collingwood that does amazing things for my face but but I don't actually think about that as my self-care I just think of that as like like having a coffee in the morning um which is it's it's an important part of your ritual but my self-care is yeah more about the way that I talk to myself internally and try to catch myself when I'm being a dick to myself like mm-hmm. it, it can be really hard um and I also think self-care for me is like listening to podcasts that I'm gonna learn something from like I listen to a lot of news podcasts I also listen to a lot of like NPR podcasts um even like uh ABC podcasts mm-hmm. like anything where you're gonna learn something about to learn to be a better human being like not just for yourself but for the rest of the world yeah um and look we I have a stepdaughter and so we have her every like alternating weekend we have her during the week as well but alternating weekends and so on the weekends when we don't have her we my partner and I will usually have like a date night on the Friday night or the Saturday Sunday or Saturday like go out for lunch and I find that that's really important for for like us maintaining our connection and now like it's a chance to just sit down and look at each other without our phones and you know talk about our hopes and dreams and I think that's really important for me and my my mental health yeah it's like a re a reconnect with like grounding getting back to base yeah and we, like, I have a really great relationship. We have a really great relationship in that we, you know, question each other all the time and, like, try and teach each other and try and be better. And, yeah, I think that is a really great self-care um, thing is to, like, work on my relationship. Mm. I love I that. Love. Yeah. That's it. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Where, where can everyone find you? What is that like, your social media handles? And, and um, can they follow the studio too? Yes, we would love that. So the studio Instagram handle is Good Times Pilates. And my personal Instagram handle is catweb2 underscores. And it's cat with a C. And I, my personal one, like I do sometimes put up workouts and do like interesting um IGTV chats and it's a lot of like my personal life and silly videos and things like that and then the studio one is a lot about kind of what we're up to and you know what we're all about and we do little like quickie 10 minute workouts that I probably need to put some more up for which yeah that kind of spawned out of the most recent lockdown Mm. um I would do I would do like a 10 minute workout at 10 o'clock every day it was lasted five days, but or four days. But <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to add to it. But um, yeah, hopefully we will. But yeah, there's always like some little workouts that we have available as well, which is 
you know, part of us trying to be accessible and inclusive mm. for people. Yeah. So do you have um, on the online one, is that for Matt and Reformer? So Good Times Online is just Matt at the moment. So, yeah, okay. anybody can join in. There's a couple of, like, there's lots of prenatal classes on there too. One of our teachers is actually pregnant. She just went on mat leave. So she did lots of classes for us, which is awesome. awesome. Um, we are launching reformer classes on there. Hopefully, I wanted it to be March, but it's probably going to be more like April because I want to get a heap of classes before we launch it. Mm. Um, so that would be really cool for Pilates teachers or for anyone who's got a reformer at home, which, I mean, there's a lot more people than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Steph, you need to use it. I do, yeah. I think it's hard to find reformer classes like those. Yeah. To, it is, it can to be, follow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To follow that yeah. have um that have classes for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So, yeah, we're hoping to launch with like at least 20 classes and then wow. we'll to them yeah, as That's we go, awesome. which is really fun because it's like online is great because it's like a creative outlet like for all of our teachers and myself. You know, we can pick a theme and do a class around something and we'll pick like, you know, a class for, for older people or lots of prenatal or like we do chair classes and, yeah, it's really mm. fun. Yeah, it would be nice to um, demonstrate their bodies moving as well. I'm not sure how your classes run. <laughs> the reformer classes I go to, they're just instructing us. But, you know, I'm sure it's nice to get on the bed and, and show how you move your body. Yeah. It is great because you can, I mean, you learn, you can learn so much by like watching someone. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. exhausting as a teacher, I'll tell you that. But it's really fun. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. And Good Times Online has the first seven days are free. So if you sign Ooh. up, you get a little trial. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. be definitely doing that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. Kat. Oh, thanks for having me. It was so lovely to speak with we'll you. We'll definitely and- get you back on and kind of maybe hone into more of those specific things around body acceptance and positivity yeah, and inclusivity and that would be awesome. Look, I'm always like happy to chat. And if any of your listeners want to reach out, like I would love to, yeah, connect with you. And yeah, I'm just like really grateful to have a platform to be able to kind of give an alternative view, I think, or give an like mm. give an alternative like way that you can, yeah, like accept and respect yourself. Mm. Respect. Yeah. Put some respect on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kat. Enjoy your long weekend. Yeah, have the nicest long weekend. Thank you. Thank you.